with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this parable, this prayer to himself. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's reading, first reading, Gospel, are about what is the right attitude we should have in prayer, or more generally, what is the right attitude we should have as humans. God. Jesus, in the Gospel, addresses this Gospel to those who are convinced of their own righteousness. Righteousness is a biblical word for relationship with God. And so, the righteousness with God is to be in right relationship. And so, Jesus this parable to try to illustrate to us that right relationship. Now, Jesus' parable is very good. But forgive me, Lord, I will change it and make it more contemporary or applicable to us. So my version of this parable goes like this. Two Catholics came into the church for adoration. The one Catholic prayed to himself, said, Oh Lord, I'm a good Catholic. I go to Mass every Sunday, regularly receive the sacraments. I study the Scripture in our faith, and I know it well. In the Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chapel, I care for the poor, and I die. I'm not like other one looked at the sacrament with amazement and awe and said, God, how could you possibly 
would love us this way, that you do all this. You created us out of nothing because of your love, and you created us in your image and likeness to share your company. And yet we sin, and because of our ignorance and our sin, we separated ourselves from you, and separate from you is nothing but suffering. So you were not satisfied to move into the world. Jesus Christ, you sent your own begotten Son through God and through man to share in our life, to teach us us, to bring us back into right relationship with God above. And what did we do? We rejected you and crucified you, but from the cross, on our behalf, resurrection to all that accept that forgiveness. You give that new divine life and restore us to right relationship with God, walking in His company, His presence in our lives, leading us to the fullness of life, breaking through the bonds of death and the slavery of sin, freeing us to live fully in this life that you love. And yes, Lord, because of that, I go to church every Sunday. Because of that, I study the Scripture and learn our faith and practice the sacraments, care for the poor, and tithe. But Lord, I don't do it perfectly. And your immense love is so great, sometimes I still fall short. Well, for that, I am proud.
are presenting a new era of our church, an era of introducing a new vision and pastoral plan for our parish, the era of the new evangelization. Now, we call it an era. That sounds pretty weird. We don't want to call it a campaign, right? We just had a campaign with building our physical church. This is much different building the spiritual church. And it's not something that's going to end like a campaign era of the new evangelization. I would like to share a little bit about the new evangelization. I just, I'm just curious, how many people have actually heard the term, the new evangelization? Many people have. It's misunderstood, and so I'm going to tell you the right interpretation. you believe that? <laughs> Alright, I'll tell you my interpretation. But, I was really so amazed two years ago when I found out that the Department of or the Diocese, Archdiocese of Los Angeles, has a department called the Department of New Evangelization. And for the last two years, there's been a team of four staff members from that department, full-time staff members of this department, mentoring our parish and many others to help us learn the best practices of the New Evangelization come up with a pastoral plan to use those practices and those principles for our parish. So the new evangelization, when I discovered that the archdiocese had an apartment of it, I was so impressed because I had been studying the new evangelization in quite detail over the last ten years. Because in my previous parish as a pastor, I, after many years of hard work, recognized that all this work we were doing, the church was not growing. We were in maintenance mode and not mission. And so briefly, what is the new evangelization? I think this gospel and my little parable helps us to understand. Simply put, it's the recognition that the practice of our faith is in response to a miracle that God does in our lives by power of the Holy Spirit to help us to recognize what God has done. You see, the Catholic Church is really quite blessed. We've had ups and downs in our history. But are you aware that in the last 100 years throughout the world, the Catholic Church has tripled Are you aware that throughout the world right now, the Catholic Church is growing and thriving? You may not even be aware, it may not be in your experience, as it is not mine, that in the United States, the Catholic Church is growing. But here is another truth that I think I and others experience who are Catholic, is that even though it's growing in numbers, our percentage of the population has decreased. In 1960, it was 25%, and today it's around 20 to 21%. There's been a decrease in the Catholic Church percentage-wise of about 10%. More so than any other denomination, people are leaving the Catholic Church. Now again, the Catholic Church is the biggest denomination in the United States. 
four times bigger than the next big one. But because we are so large, because we are so successful, which I believe is because it is the church Christ founded and Christ is still with it, is we have failed to recognize an important aspect of our faith which is needed in this terrible irony. That there is a miracle
like to invite you to take one of these cards home. Each day this week, I'd like you to read our vision statement and try to reflect prayerfully on what that might mean. And I'll explain it more next week. But also, I'd like to ask you to pray for your family as well. Briefly, our vision statement is called by God, filled with the Holy Spirit, welcoming all to discover, follow, and share. I'll explain that in much more detail. Today I want to have you pray on that belief. Also in our bulletin. And also in our bulletin you will find our ELC members. Their faces and a little brief statement about why they're so excited and glad about this new era of our church. We will begin earnestly in January providing and do a program So if I can invite you together, let's pray. Bring the card over and pray in advance for the basic prayer request. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you because you so love the world that you sent your only begotten Son to save us. Lord Jesus Christ, you call disciples to follow you and form them to share in your ministry of salvation. Form us as your disciples. Help us to invite others to discover you, to follow you, and to share in your mission of proclaiming the gospel. Holy Spirit, we praise you. Come into our hearts to renew us and to guide us. Be with our parish leaders, the staff, the clergy, every member of our parish who is called to bring others to Christ. Inspire us to reach out to our family members, neighbors, co-workers, Lady of Guadalupe, Mother of the Church and our patroness, direct our ministry to be more fruitful, to be more souls to Christ. 